Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. out there than there were before. (laughs) Can we have the pandemic back, please? (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Under Consultation Live (laughs) 2.0! The episode by episode podcast guide through the UK's greatest video game challenge TV show, Games Master. I am one of your hosts, Luke Conan, because I'm in Croydon, I got to go to a Wendy's. (laughs) And I am shitting myself. Because, Luke, yes. this episode is a retrospective episode. It sure is. But we haven't finished yet. Well, yeah, so we were trying to decide what we wanted to do for the second live show. Last year was a lot easier. We just did the Gore special. Yeah. That's fine. We just watched the Gore special, then we reviewed the Gore special. Jobs are good and couldn't really do that for this one. So we were like, well, what do we do? Uh, do you know what? Let's do, we'll pick our favourite challenges. Which is funny because it slightly bollocks up a future episode that we had planned when we had finished the series in full. So now we're just going to cover six series plus the eight series and a series we haven't done yet. Because I was really worried because we're looking at our past, which is fine. <laughs> and then we've got the Games Master reboot, series eight, depending on what you want to call it. That's the future. Then you got series seven. And I was worried we we're going to get into a back to the future type situation. And sooner or later, one of our mothers was going to try and sleep with us. <laughs> Wouldn't be the third time. (laughs) (laughs) I've blocked a number, mate. I'm sorry. (laughs) Should we crack on? Yes, please. People are waiting and (laughs) I need to go throw up somewhere. Yeah. We've got our own podiums. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, it's not that good. (laughs) Uh, But Ash, our first challenge has been picked by me. By you. I was really worried you were about to throw it over to me then. Yeah, I, was, I was going to, Ash, because I, I was going to because my notes are out of order. But that's my, that's my fault, not yours. So, let's head on over to Games Master and find out what our first challenge of the evening is. Greetings. I'd like to take this opportunity to say how delighted I am to see you again. If you enjoyed last week's challenge, I think you'll find tonight's three little jaws an absolute hoot. First off the starting box, an endearing young fellow by the name of Sonic the Hedgehog. Your task... 
you have two minutes to collect 150 rings or more on the second level of an area known as the Green Hill Zone. These rings are dotted around a tropical landscape plagued with all manners of hostile creatures and booby traps. Every one of them intent on thwarting young Sonic's brains. And beware, the slightest collision will cause you to lose all your rings and the challenge will be over. So, two minutes, 150 rings or more. Happy hunting. So kind of the beauty of this challenge is that it ends up not being 150 challenges. In fact, our challenger, Alex Berry, aka Big Boy Barry, ups the ante and wants to do 160 rings, which I love as a conceit. He's gone in there and he's like, no, this challenge isn't hard enough. I want to make it even harder and show how good of a player I am. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't 100% know where the truth in this lies. So I think as the story goes, is that the challenge was 150, and then when the production team were having a chat with him like beforehand, like, you know, over the phone and stuff, he was like, oh yeah, no, I can do like 160. I can do it really easily. They were like, all right then, we'll up the ante when we get into the actual show itself. So yeah, I, I really, really like the way that this episode played out, because, particularly because as well, they, you know, Neil West is talking here at this point, and I think Dom has mentioned this as well. There's only 163 in the entire level, which means he's basically has got to do this perfectly and not cock it up at any point. And he does. <laughs> because what we don't see in this, as has been revealed by, by Alex himself, and it was in the uh, Games Master All History, the first thing he did when he tried this is he ran straight into a badnik and died. That <laughs> <laughs> was it. Challenge was over, he lost. But then, as he says, a voice from the gods, basically, the, the production team said, ah, give him another go, will you? And so this was his second attempt, and this was the attempt that, uh, that he did. And he credits this as like, this is the start of his gaming journey. This is his start on being on television, being the games, you know, the, the big boy Barry the ends up being, going on to Games World and all of that. If he hadn't have got this second chance, his role on TV might have just been Dude, dude, boom, dead. It's a good job it happened in series one. Yeah. Because series two might have still got away with it. Series three, who knows at the Dex Express. There was not enough time in series three for them to do another take. They would have been looking at it a small mercy. He died in five seconds. Excellent. <laughs> Phew, we can spend time on other challenges. But series four and beyondwards, and I, I say this, you know, with a lot of love for Dom. He would have smelt the blood in the water. He would have been like, this kid died in five seconds. That means I've got a solid two minutes to rinse him yeah. in front of the nation. Because we saw it in series three, a couple of people that died in five seconds during the team championships. And they were just like, nope, you're dead. That's it, you're done. We've got other kids to play the game now. But yeah, in series one here, it's, it's the right time for this to happen. And it was a show that was still learning what it was and was naive enough to just be like, ah, let the kid have another go. It's episode two. I think it's also you know, one of the biggest games of the time as well. Uh, yeah, I love it. This is one of my favorite challenges ever. One last note I want to make, two actually. One, he doesn't jump through the ring at the end. Nope. And I, that really bugs me <laughs> to this day. <laughs> uh, to, to this day, that winds me up. And the other is, and this happened again when you sent me the video file over to play up here. I started playing and I'm like, something's wrong with my laptop. This is way too slow because it's the PAL UK Sonic the Hedgehog. At 50 hertz. And the, the music just nowadays, where we've got the collection on our switches, on our Mega Drive Minis, on our whatevers, it just sounds wrong. It sounds really wrong. But let's head on over to our other challenge. What are we playing, Games Master? Welcome back. I hope you weren't put off by the rather violent nature of my first challenge, as I'm sorry to say, my second offering is also not in terribly good taste. 
It's taken from a game called Heimdall and is set in the drunken atmosphere of a Viking tavern. You have two minutes in which to throw an unlimited number of axes to sever the maiden's eight blades and save her from the bawdy Vikings. Uh, but beware, because you're somewhat um, sozzled. The cursor is extremely volatile, so you'll need to muster all your wits to release the axe at the correct moment. Good luck, young man. A fair maiden's honor is resting on your aim. It's another one of those where they forgot to edit in the blue screen bits. <laughs> they very much <laughs> forgot to edit in the blue screen bit. This is my choice. I love Heimdall. I love it as a game. I love it as a concept. I love the graphical style because I think I covered when we talked about this. At this point, my gaming was mostly a Game Boy and an Amstrad CPC 464. So to see something that looked like an Asterix cartoon and it involved throwing axes at people, very exciting to young me. Very exciting for the Games Master production crew because this was probably the most controversial challenge of series one. They got letters. M many, many letters. Because our challenger here, Eric Bristow, five times world championship darts, darts. beer drinker, mm -hmm. darts, bullseye, charity throws, uh -huh. all that stuff. He is a very, very talented darts player. I don't think he, you know, goes away from the hockey and picks up a joystick that often. No. Uh, and it's because it's, he basically says, like, in the, in, in the interview portion, he's just like, oh, you know, I've had a couple of goes on it in practice, and I've done all right, but I've not really done this sort of thing before. And that is quite evident when he gets into the challenge as well, because he spends, like, the first 30 seconds whiffing everything or hitting the maiden in the face. And that is what caused the controversy, because it does look like he is basically, we're going to see it shortly, hitting a barmaid with braids in the face with an axe. <laughs> But no, that is not what the game actually does. What happens in the game, and it is a split-second thing, is the barmaid sees the axe coming and rips her head out, which does mean that while she doesn't get hit by an axe, she does kind of scalp herself. <laughs> <laughs> this, there we go. Right the face. <laughs> yeah, just boom. When I got my Amiga set up going, and again, this was one of the first games I went to play. And I should say that this is basically one of the three mini-games that you start the game with, and it essentially rolls your stats for the rest of the game. After that, you choose members of your party, you distribute points, yada, yada, yada. It's a role-playing game. But these bits, I just save state, and I'm just like, let's throw axes at people. Let's catch a pig, which is the second challenge you have to do. I just think it's absolutely great. Uh, my sister Rose, who is working tech tonight, actually got to play this on original hardware in the shop upstairs when she was working here. And I've actually got quite a bit of envy on that because I've only played this under emulation in recent time. I think I played it on a friend's Amiga at the time. But, um, but yeah, this was easily my choice because it made me realise how cinematic, I guess, games could look. Because this, to me, stands up there with like Dragon's Lair. Mm for that kind of cartoonish look. Spoilers for this challenge. Uh, Mr. Bristow does not succeed. He comes really close though. He's like a gnat's dick away from succeeding on this challenge, but he does, <laughs> he does ultimately fail. And it's really sad as well, because like in the final interview, Dominic <laughs> says to him, it's just like, oh, that final brain was on the double 16. That's a favorite of yours as well. And he just sort of looks at it and is like, yeah, I've been missing that a lot lately. <laughs> And it was Shades because they had a boxer on the week before who was also like losing all of his fights at the moment. He's like, yeah, I've been losing a lot lately, haven't I? It's like lots of just sad celebrities being like, oh my shit now, is that what's happened? <laughs> also, fun fact about this task, um, we didn't mention that. This is the uh, Games Master debut of Mr. Dave Perry. Oh, well, that's 
a thing. That's, that is a, that is a thing for you. There he is. There he is. Also, I feel like this was just Dominic wanting to do bullseye references. Because he makes a bloody load of them in this. If Dominic moved back to the UK, and he's very settled in Canada, he's back on radio. I don't endorse the use of VPNs, but you can use them to tune into him and listen to his show. But if he came back and they were looking to reboot Bullseye, if Johnny Vegas isn't available, I think Dom Dominic would be, would be great. In like a shot. Oh, absolutely brilliant. He clearly loves his darts. And also I love the Bullseye reference here of like, well, you didn't win, but we're going to show it to you and then take it away like it's a speedboat. Because I... I because we haven't got the audio for this, it's like the video's playing in the background for those of you listening on this uh, in the archives and stuff. For a second, I was like, shit, did he win? Have I got my notes wrong? <laughs> but no, it's because they did a bullseye gag of bum, 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 bum. One last bit, and I didn't realise this until, it would have been last year, because it would have been after I started playing this again, because we talked about it on the podcast. I was watching the movie Eric the Viking. Anyone seen it? Yeah, there's one hand. I saw one hand at the back. It's an audio medium, so yeah, um, yeah. you could just... Yeah. Has anyone seen it? Yeah. There, we go. there we go. <laughs> and there is a scene, the berserker, it's known as the berserker party, and it's in a tavern. And lo and behold, there is a bar wench. That's not my <laughs> choice. That is literally what she's credited as. And she has been essentially pinned to a wall. And the berserkers are throwing axes, trying to clear the braid. And I just was watching it. I went, huh. <laughs> there was me thinking this was a great original idea. Turns out, not so. Well, our next challenge is also yours, Ash. Uh, so oh, let's yeah. head on over to Games Master and find out what it is. I think we're going to have a lot of fun on this next escapade. The game is Dino Blaster. Five little men run around dropping bombs and trying to blow each other up. You should be aware that the number of bombs that can be dropped at any one time and their firepower can be increased by collecting icons along the way. Let's hope you've got what it takes. I love this challenge. I mean, for me as a teenage boy, you know, I was only you used to take that. I, I wasn't even take that. I was just used to seeing maybe people by themselves or one v one. This was the first time teenage Ash had seen five men going at it. <laughs> just let that one fade away. Yeah, <laughs> we may as well just jump to the next challenge. <laughs> Topping that. That's what they said. <laughs> but no, this is a legendary challenge um, because it is, I think, like the most people we ever had playing Bomberman on Games Master. We kind of went to single challenges. I think we had yeah, a 1v1. Yeah, in, in Series 4, they do uh, Super Bomberman, and that is just 1v1, isn't it? Because they're playing, I think, as the Golden Bomberman, the <laughs> massive Golden Bomberman. Yeah, playing against, playing against a mascot suit <laughs> yeah. with a controller gaffer taped to his mitt. Yeah. And it's probably Dave Perry off screen doing the actual controlling. <laughs> this was great because Take That were on the rise at this point. But by the time this aired, they were already on their way to being, you know, the biggest boy band in the world, if not already there. And whilst most of them are quite happy to be there, some of them are really, really into this. Robbie Williams, who wrote the intro for the Games Master All History, who still has his golden joystick to this day, is so, so into this and really into his games at the time. And apparently... Has a mine, had a minor feud with Danny Minogue going over Tetris scores at the time. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great game to see. It's lovely to see the five players. We did uncover something which I don't think had been documented pertaining to this challenge before, which is Gary Barlow, much like the tax man, got shafted. <laughs> because 
I'm doing good on this one. The rest of the show's all yours. <laughs> because he was on the keyboard. And when you had an Amiga with a special adapter that came with Dynablaster to have five players playing on the Amiga, the person on the keyboard suffered from phantom direction shift. So you would drop a bomb and walk left and you'd stop. And then suddenly you'd jump down. You'd just literally walk down three steps and boom, you could get caught in your own blast. It was a documented thing. He basically was very, very unlikely to win this challenge, even if he'd been good with it, because as the bomb blasts get bigger and bigger, he'd have had a harder and harder time avoiding it because the, joy the keyboard would have just gone, now you're going back that way. His reaction, when because he's first out, his reaction really does say like, I don't think I did that. Yeah, it's great to be able to add context to it. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Great play by Robbie. Yeah, we just saw Robbie win, basically boxing someone in with bombs. Absolutely beautiful stuff. It was one of my, I think, proudest moments of early research for under consultation was just falling down the Dyna Blaster, uh, called Dyna Blaster because IRA didn't like Bomberman as a name back in Europe in those days. Yeah, in the Dyna Blaster kind of rabbit hole and just finding this whole thing about how did you do five players on the Amiga, find out about the special controller, and then someone on one of the Amiga forums going, yeah, whoever ended up with the keyboard always got screwed. <laughs> one of my favorite things about this challenge uh, is really only I found out through the, the, the oral history book. And it's kind of about the Dom-Dave feud, um, or feud if you want to use that as a word. He references this challenge as if we'd had more Dave Perry like this challenge, there wouldn't have been so much of the issues that Dom and Dave had. Because he thinks that Dave is hilarious in this challenge because he refers to every single member of the group as Ken. And he just calls them Blue Ken, Pink Ken, White Ken. And like, as a Ken doll, right? And I did not get that joke until I read it in the fucking oral history and they explained the joke to me. I was taking my notes like, why the hell does he keep saying Ken? I was like, I'm pretty sure. It's been a while, but I don't think that's what the Bomberman characters are called. Ken Bomberman. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, well, they're all just called Ken. But apparently, like, Dom reckons if Dave had been like that more often, they probably would have got on more. Not sure I believe that for a second. <laughs> Should we move on? Let's move on. In which case, it's up for my pick for series two. What is it, Games Master? Welcome onto the Games Resort. You'll have to pardon me if I seem a little um, out of sorts this evening. I think the festive season has left me a little um, the worse for wear. Anyway, tonight's first sortie is an antipodian jaunt on Tasmania. To satisfy me, the Tasmanian devil needs to be guided through the second level of Badlands in under two minutes. Don't forget to whirl like a cyclone as... Confound it. Dash those blasted seagulls. Oh well, good luck then. Yes, I did pick this one because he got shit on. <laughs> the, the kind of like the, the growing of the feud between the Games Master and the seagulls, which yeah. eventually ends with anti-aircraft artillery. <laughs> So I, to, to peel back the curtain somewhat, when I was kind of putting together my favorite challenges, the easier thing would have been to go through the wrap up notes and just been like, well, what did I pick as my favorite challenge from each of these series? And I'll just repeat that essentially. And I, I didn't do that, but I had a really easy time picking from four onwards, like four, five, six, and seven, uh, and the, the reboot, dead easy. I was like, bang, straight in there, I know what I'm doing. Series two and three, I had a much harder time on because there's 26 friggin' episodes of each one of them, and series three has got about a thousand challenges an episode. So I found it really hard to kind of like narrow it down. It's like, well, what was like my favorite challenge from that? And so what I ended up picking was one that I've just got a lot of nostalgic love for, because 
this is my copy of Tasmania on the Mega Drive that I bought with my Christmas money on Boxing Day 1992. And I played the absolute shit out of this game and I, and I love it. I knew the game fairly well. I will say actually, the, if anyone knows the game, the mind section can get in the fucking sea. Um, but uh, yes, thank you. I liked this challenge and when we were in the middle of lockdown and me and Ash were recording series two, I found myself with a bit of free time. And so I thought, huh, could I do this challenge now? So I had a go. <laughs> this is me being uh, filming in my, uh, my old flat in West London. Uh, if you're watching this and you're like, why is Luke being really quiet? My wife is on a work call in the other room. <laughs> I could have waited until she was finished, but I was like, no, I've got my idea now, I'm going to do it. Also, look at my cheap setup here, <laughs> my iPad as my timer. But yeah, I, just, I thought to myself, I reckon I could do this. So I'd, I made sure I have a quick refresher of what the controls are, and then I'll, I'll get my way through this. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was harder than I thought. <laughs> it was harder than I remember it being. Look at me, fuck this up. <laughs> But I'm through, that is through the second part of this. Look at me, I'm well happy with myself. So that's me through the first stage. I've got a minute 13 left. I'm gonna take the shortcut here, up onto this fella. Jump up, see that? I learned that from the episode. <laughs> Didn't know that back in the day. And then I watched the episode and I was like, that's a really good shortcut to have, particularly if you're going up against the clock. So uh, I'm nearly there, we'll get to the boss and then the, we'll see what happens when I get to the boss. Nearly went for the health, that was muscle reflex. Up we go, oh, nope, take a hit there. Over we go to the end. Nope, take a hit. <laughs> now we go to the end, I nearly went the wrong way. There we go, there's the end of it. So I have now got 28 seconds left to do the final part of this. I nearly knocked the phone off the, uh, the screen there. You can tell I'm filming this on my phone because it's, the light keeps changing. And I'll take a hit. <laughs> You took exact same hit that he did in the original I challenge know, as I well. Know. And I'll take another hit. For good measure. And I missed. And I'll take a hit. <laughs> I'm rapidly running out of time here. And I've got one more hit to do. One more hit to do, jump over. And there it is, with four <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> Look at his little face. I filmed that two years ago and I'm still dead proud of it. Justifiably so. I, I beat a Games Master. I didn't do a lot of Games Master challenges, but I did do that one. Given your love of the game, I did try and play it. I didn't get on with it. Oh, no, it's not a good game. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, no, I, no, 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 no. I was, no. I was really worried I was going to say that and like the honeymoon was going to be over and that's it. We're oh, never no. going to do Series 7. You're no, just no, going to no. like, no, fuck him. Oh, no, no, that is nostalgia playing a massive part of that. Fair um, enough. Which, which I, I can guarantee it won't do when we pick our next challenge. What are we playing, Games Master? My first challenge tonight is on the exciting skitting for the Sega Mega. <laughs> Each contestant starts with six computer opponents ahead of him. The contestant who propels himself to the highest place in the race after 45 seconds will win the challenge and collect five points. I'll award two points to second place and zero to the loser. Get skitching, dudes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I picked Skitchen, although if anyone is a, is a long-time listener to this and listen to our Series 3 feedback episode, I actually had this as my worst challenge of Series 3. Because this is proper shit, this one. I genuinely love this game. I think that, and right, 
Here is my copy of Skitchin on the Mega Drive from my youth. It is actually a bit of a janky box that doesn't close properly. Uh, but I think this is a brilliant game. And this challenge is fucking rubbish. The, the, the conceit of this challenge is you've got 45 seconds to get to the highest place you possibly can. So it's not really much of a challenge. And also, the three people playing it are proper cack. The first two, in, in, in the fairness, the last fella does all right at it. But uh, I, I just don't think this is the, the best like use of it. Just, I was making my notes, I did not know this challenge was coming up. I didn't know we had a Skitchin challenge and I've been doing the Skitchin meme on the show for quite a while. He started in seventh, by the way, and he ended in seventh. <laughs> Rubbish that. Um, so I, did, I didn't know Skitchin was coming up. So when Skitchin came, I literally went, I've written my notes here. Yeah, I can, this is genuinely my notes from series three. I've written in all caps, fucking banging. <laughs> And then you watched the challenge. And then I saw the challenge. <laughs> and I've just written, I've written a second, like, James from Lace Force up next. Start seventh, end seventh, proper rubbish. And I've then written in all caps, the third lad, Andrew from the Questers, please tell me he'll do better. It's <laughs> funny enough, exactly what Dexter Fletcher said. One of my favorite things about this challenge is actually not to do with the game. And it was right at the beginning. And even though there was no audio, you could still see it. When Dex goes up and speaks with Dave, he's my co-commentator. He's my best friend. And it's the happiest I've ever seen Dave Perry look. <laughs> I'll get you faster. It is this thing of like, I'm a real boy Do you have now. a side, you bell end? Look at him. Se started seventh, ended seventh. Rubbish. So just look at the love between them. <laughs> You can see why Dave thinks this is the best series. We've already said, hashtag Dex did nothing wrong, but it is a good series and they do make a good pairing in this. Well, we've discussed what happened afterwards and it, it's a shame because it was genuinely nice seeing Dave so happy, especially because series three is like years in the past for us now. And I'd kind of forgotten what Dave was like when he was happy. happy. Yeah. yeah, when he wasn't being bullied basically when he wasn't being bullied and i think also he wasn't taking himself too seriously here either which maybe it's all part of the long and yeah. uh, varied history of that particular one well he does consider himself to be the co-host of the second half of the series which i think is in the case of series three is entirely fair and valid i think so but let's go on to our next challenge from series three ash this is your pick what are we playing games master for my celebrity challenge I've selected the WrestleFest Rage in the Cage for the Sega Mega CD. Our vulgar Royal Rumbler and his gracious opponent must grapple all their worth in a single round fight to the finish to determine who takes away my special golden joystick. Three words describe why I picked this. Macho, man, randy. <laughs> Four words. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because the game is the same game that they were making for all of the 16-bit machines. The graphics were the same. It just had a new hat, a.k.a. full motion video sequences for the Mega CD. Yeah, this isn't quite WWF <coughs> Super Nintendo. No, this is not. But this is also the same problem you have whenever any wrestlers actually play video games in the 90s, which is they don't know what to do. Look at him. He's, he doesn't even, he can't even see the controller because of those stupid fucking sunglasses. And Bertha, look, Bertha bless her, is basically just spamming the punch button and Fairfox, it's doing the job. It does work. But what made me pick this challenge is it's the, the, the fact that Macho Man is just absolutely on a tear. 
He is bringing the same energy he would to a wrestling show, to appearing on Going Live with Sarah Green and absolutely terrifying her. That's a great video clip to YouTube. But he's cutting promos and Dex says, oh, do you play video games? And he just completely ignores the question and just says, I'm going to win this. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't answer the question, Matrio Man. I'm looking for a tech team partner. I know where I'm going. Your impression is so much better. He faces off against Bertha. Bertha wins by kind of default. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not wins, that's it. <laughs> it's just a little dick. And what does he do in the post-match interview? He's lost to this essentially teenage girl. He basically <laughs> offers her a contract with the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> And he's like, you may have won, but you can now be my tag team partner and we're going to take on Lex Luger and Yokozuna. Yeah, he's like, I didn't get beat, I got whooped. If I had to go against Yokozuna or a crush, you'd be my tag team partner. Too sweet to be sour funky like a monkey. Space is the place. I fucking love him in this. He just starts going up on it. Like, that's the end. There's no end to that. He just says, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, space is the place. Yeah! <laughs> That's it! But it's glorious. And every time I'm just like, oh, just let him do more. If it had been series four, he'd have done more. But series three, TikTok, we've got like six challenges, reviews, and a consultation zone to fit into 23 minutes. No, yeah, I mean, that's obviously one of the all-time great celebrity challenges. Like, I, I literally wrote in my notes at the time, that's my favorite celebrity challenge ever. I, that is the better one, but I do want to give a shout out to the Jim Duggan challenge from series two. Oh. Yeah, like, it's just, when does he come out starting USA challenge? Taking everything? his shirt off Taking in a room shirt off. full of children. I don't need you! Throwing, the, you know, throwing Dominic Diamond off the stage. And, you! Y'all do! Grabbing his kid. I'm going to have to shot I want to play WWF Super Nintendo! Whereas Macho Man is also tasked with picking a random person from the audience and it's just the way he turns to Dex goes I'll be right back <laughs> that's got a level of sinister overtone I wasn't quite prepared for but he also then just walks three steps goes you, you. turns around steps back up on the stage we haven't got time for you to go into the crowd Randy just take the first person you haven't got time person. you haven't got space it's, they're so packed in there uh, right let's go let's move on to series four in fact and this isn't my choice it isn't your choice it's a joint it's a joint choice what is it games master Tonight's final contenders are about to step on the banana skin and endure some serious monkey boots. Because our final challenge is on the inevitable Donkey Kong country for the Super Nintendo. Three contestants will be aiming to prove they're the biggest swingers in town by completing the first level in the quickest possible time. It couldn't be stopped. As everyone knows, or like regular listeners all know uh, of this show, uh, Chrissy Two Sticks is, uh, is, makes his debut on the on Games Master here. He is our middle challenger here. He was going to be here today, but unfortunately couldn't make it. Aww. Yeah, we couldn't afford the booking fee. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, since he won that second joystick, his price has massively gone up through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Also, his, his height. Like he's in here, and he essentially looks the same. He's just got him moved vertically. In with fact, blo next with time. Blonder hair. Yeah, blonder hair, but just grown up vertically. Fairly certain he has a picture in the attic. Oh, 100% he does. That man does not age. But the reason for picking this challenge isn't just because it's a great game, which it is, Donkey Kong Country, absolutely stunning game. It's not just because it's a good challenge, which it is, it's a great challenge. It's because it gave us the conceit, which when Games Master came back, it gave us our only cross-generational joystick winner, who didn't just win a joystick in the original series and in New Games Master, 
but actually put his joystick on the line. It was tense. It was tense. Rab really, really wanted to smash that joystick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good job, Chris. He's dead good at cupheads. It is very, very, very good job. I, I want to actually double down and get Chrissy in to do the Donkey Kong challenge again, but balancing a cup on his head while doing it. <laughs> so you've got an extra layer of peril there. Yeah, with us standing behind him with sledgehammers being like, we're going to smash these fuckers up. <laughs> I mean, even before we knew uh, Chris, I, I loved this challenge anyway, because this was also an episode, they did a few of these in series four, where the first challenge fed into the final challenge. The celebrity challenge in the middle was like, uh, it was a bit of a non-factor really, Bamshi non-factor. But the first challenge was on the original Donkey Kong, and then the final challenge was on DKC to be like a, here's where we started, and here's where we are now, the brand new Donkey Kong country on the Super Nintendo. We had a feature talking about how great it was. And so I, I love it for that, but also this is early speedrunning. And I'm, I, I love speedrunning. GDQ is just finished, like uh, for the, uh, the first one in January before we go up to the summer GDQ. Watching this now feels so weird when you watch a speedrunner in 2022. But that's not to be like, oh man, Chrissy's not as good, near as good as the world record. It just shows that this is beautiful, primitive speedrunning. These are people who've never played the game before and get a really good time on it. And then over the years, we've just got better and better and better and better and it's improved on that time. I love it. Like there is a specific route you can take which just, it's not a glitch, but you just basically ka-chunk through. There's a way to utilize uh, Diddy's cartwheel. The cartwheel stuff, And if yeah. you chain them together, it just zooms through. But that's people that have literally been sat playing this day in, day out for, for months just to perfect those speed runs. Whereas these are three kids that turned up earlier in the day, probably wouldn't have got to play much at all before because I don't think it would have been released in the UK at that at this time. It was way before then, yeah. In the case of Chrissy, at least, we know that he's just kind of, not to use the term lightly, he's kind of a gaming god because when we interviewed him, we found out the timeline that he had for that Cuphead challenge. And he kind of had, what, 48 hours notice? Yeah. To know what boss he was doing and what challenge. And he, he aced it. In Chrissy's own words, though, he won this challenge because he went second. That is, that's what I said. We interviewed him for one of the in-between episodes. And the first guy goes through the secret tunnel and the secret tunnel is longer than if you just go up on top. So Chris was like, okay, cool, I'll go up on top. And the third guy accidentally goes through the hidden tunnel. So Chris is just like, I only won because I went second and I just needed him to go slower. And even if the guy hadn't have gone up, Chris still would have won because Chris ran as Diddy Kong. Uh, and Diddy Kong is way faster against our level. Donkey Kong's so much slower. Mm. And I remember interviewing him, I was like, oh, did you do that on purpose? Because he's quick and he's like, no, I just I got hit. <laughs> so it was just an accident he ended up with Diddy Kong. I love it because we made a friend out of this, uh, this challenge uh, and it's, it's early days speedrunning and it moves into series eight, which I love. And Chrissy, who will hear this at some point, we're really sorry you couldn't be here tonight joking aside about booking because he's part of our under console nation, part of our family and being a big supporter of the podcast and just, yeah, genuinely a lovely, lovely guy. Couldn't ask, couldn't ask for a nicer guest, um, couldn't ask for a nicer friend really. Round of applause for Chrissy Two Sticks. And a credit to Ash, Ash gave him that name and he's yeah. with it. I should have trademarked it. You should have done.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We move into series five, and it's my pick. What are we playing, Games Master? Our virtual virtuoso must play with sufficient skill to inspire at least six members of the audience to strut their stuff in front of the stage by the end of the song. Only if six people are grooving when the final chord is played will he earn the joystick. So he doesn't say what the challenge is there, that's because Dominic had introduced the challenge already. But this is Quest for Fame with Yannick Gers from Iron Maiden there on what was the primitive version, the early day versions of Guitar Hero. I'm really interested that you chose this and yet I'm the one with all the Guitar Hero and Rock Band stuff. Oh, and you like Iron Maiden. And like <laughs> Iron Maiden. And Which like, I don't. And co-ran, uh, still co-run technically, we haven't run one for a while, a rock band based karaoke evening actually in this very venue on this very stage. And yet you chose it. And that's why I didn't kind of raise it because I'm really curious as to why you chose it. This is fun. Like there's some real, like, I mean, the obvious choice for me when it came to series five would have been Time Crisis. I, I, I could have just picked the, you know, the arcade machine and, and playing Virtual Cop on one single credit across the whole show. Because that probably is like my favorite challenge from series five, just in terms of like games playing and stuff. I also love the executioner because it's a bit naff, but this is just fun. This has got proper end of, end of year vibes to it at school. Someone's brought in a copy of Cluedo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch The Rescuers on VHS. And, and it's like, Yannickers messes up the challenge. And like, they, he wants it and they're like, ah, fuck it, it's the final episode of the series. Have another crack at it. And he gets into it and you've got Dominic and, and uh, Kirk Ewing on stage. 
head banging away, having a dance. The commentary just dips out at one point and they just end up playing the music and everyone just has a lovely little time. I mean, when we did the episode review, I think we both made the same point of that. They should have switched this. This should have been the final challenge yeah. of series five. The final challenge of the episode, but it's the one that opens it. And unfortunately for me, it sets such a bar of fun that the rest of the episode was never going to like, never going to match it. As much as I hate to invoke it because of what happened with that crew, there was an episode of Top Gear in the classic uh, Clarkson, Hammond, May era where they had Slash on to do the star in the reasonably priced car. And they ended that episode with Slash stood on top of a car in the studio playing uh, Jessica by the Allman Brothers Band, the Top Gear theme. That just came into my mind when I saw this because they should have ended the show with this challenge. And then Yannick just straps on a, straps on a real six string and yeah, they're rocking out. And yeah, just, just goes for it. it. It's such a feel good thing, but it also made me sad because obviously Games Master ended with Series 7 for a good long time. Then we had Games Master come back. And in the time it was away, Guitar Hero started, Guitar Hero died. Rock Band started, rock, rock Band died. It's still there, but you can't buy new hardware for love nor money. So the software's there, but there's no new players. And it's a shame because if Games Master had been around in the era of Guitar Hero and Rock Band, you'd have had at least one Challenger series. And there are so many different ways you could do it. You could do it, you could gimmick it. You could do it blindfolded, facing away from the screen. You've got guitar, you've got drums. You could have full band challenges. You could have the sort of stuff that we do here with the karaoke events. And it is an entire style of gaming that was born and died, essentially, between Games Master disappearing and then Games Master coming back. And it genuinely irks me. Yeah. Uh, to the point where if we do another show, which is more challenges, and we decide to drop some of our own in, I've got to put a rock band or guitar hero challenge in there. Yeah. Because a kind of a what if, what if Games Master had been back in 2009? What if that had happened? Because it's a feel-good thing. People tap their toes. You just pick a party, you know, a favourite song, a crowd-pleaser, if you will. It's, it's got a proper party atmosphere, this challenge. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's, it is, like, it's Dom doing the... Because uh, you got Kirk doing the guitar, like he's doing air guitar. And because Dominic Diamond's not really that way inclined, he just does air flute. <laughs> <laughs> he's more of a Jethro Tull kind of guy. Yeah. I've got, I've got no, almost nothing else to say about it other than... Yeah. And Thumbs I'm, up fun. Thumbs up fun. And I'm going to mention it now just in case I forget for your choice. I love Dominic's shirt collar lapels mm -hmm. in this season. They're kind of almost Harry Hill level lapels. <laughs> <clears throat> but he's really rocking them well. He is indeed, yeah. Also, what a great set that was. It's, Series 5 set's really underrated. The only thing is I wish blue screen technology had been a bit better. Yeah. It, and it's not, it's not that they chose to use it. It's just the ability to kind of cut out around shrubs for example, or Rockstar's hair. It's not quite where it, it, where it is now. They even write in the book that they didn't realise that it was really difficult to chroma key out the door because it was like grated door, like wire, like, you know, like lines and stuff. And they're like, oh, this is actually really hard to cut around. So the doors are basically just missing massive sections. All right, Ash, uh, let's go on to the next challenge. This is your choice. What are we playing, Games Master? This event is only for those with nerves of steel. The game I've chosen is Puzzle Bubble, a charming Neo Geo game in which players have to destroy the advancing bubbles before they're squashed into oblivion. The beastly bubbles can only be dispatched in groups of three or more of the same color. So it's only by shooting the right color bubble in an existing group that their onslaught can be stopped. To make matters even worse, 
I decided to inflict three simultaneous games on our hapless contestant. Only by reading all three screens of their bubbles before they make contact with the ground will they earn the golden joystick. It's one of my toughest challenges ever. <laughs> Good luck. Spoilers, this is not one of the ones we're doing in the second half, and I wish it was, and I think you wish it was as well. Oh, yeah. And when we thought about doing, you know, if we ever got to do challenges for a live show, we wanted to recreate this one. So I think this is a great challenge. Just the concept of you don't ask, just have to play one puzzle bobble, which can get difficult enough on the higher levels. The concept you've got three machines and you've got to keep flipping between them and going backwards and forwards. And also particularly challenging for this guy, it's not just three jammer cabinets or something like that where you can just step, step, step. It's three home machines on monitors which are on slightly low tables. I watched this challenge back again this morning and my back was hurting by the end because he has to stand stoop, stand stoop, stand stoop, backwards and forwards for all three. But it is such a great concept for a challenge. And I think where later series of Games Master really excelled, which is let's not just do a normal challenge. Let's do something a bit weird, a bit silly. And for, you know, every baby ROM, you get something like this. You get something where it is actually a real test of skill. This challenge could be home on You Bet. Absolutely. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. It transcends gaming. It's not even about being a good games player as much as it is time management. When we got to Series 5, I, uh, I, I had a kid. And uh, during my paternity leave, was basically I, I just watched all of Series 5. I was taking notes. Before I started taking notes, I just watched all of Series 5. Uh, but also in that period of time, the Games Master Series 8 slash reboot tapings were taking place. And you and I were going to them. And on the day that we went there, I'd watched this episode in the morning. And it's all I could think about, like, you know, on my drive there and stuff to the thing. And I got, you know, we went for a drink beforehand and then we were going to the taping of Games Master. And I said, she was like, there's a brilliant challenge in Series 5 I'd forgotten all about, which is allowed playing three copies of Buzzle Bubble all at the same time. And I was like, that is the brilliance of Series 5. This is the sort of thing that Dom writes about this in the book. <coughs> when you're not doing the, the standard challenge, celebrity challenge, challenge, you have got more time to be able to do more inventive things like this. It's not just bringing in kids from the street, it's bringing in actual games players who can do actual games challenges. This doesn't exist in Series 1, 2 or 3, but it does exist here in Series 5. It doesn't exist in Series 4, really. No. But it certainly exists in Series 5, and I think that is one of its greatest strengths of the later run. But we're not doing this one today. No. But I'm not going to lie, I've already started doing the math to work out how we could do it in yeah. the future. Hands down, the biggest problem is actually just with our setup, working out how to capture three separate video screens at once. Because I've only got two video capture cards, and I'm not sure my laptop could take a third. But you... it was something I'd love to recreate because I just, yeah, I find it absolutely fascinating to watch. And it's not just a challenge I want to, you know, get some poor schmuck to come up here and do. It's one I want to try. I was going to ask, do you think you could do this? Oh, God, no. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone here think they could do this challenge? No. Hell no. Yeah, a lot of people say, this is hard. Like, it's absolutely nails, because you, I mean, you've got all three screens there. You can see how boned he is already at this point, and he's not even doing well on one of them. <laughs> and Dominic, so, the consummate profession, is going, no, that one, that one, go over there, go over there. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing about this challenge. It's Dom doing commentary on his own. There's no colour commentator for him on this one, so it is just him behind this competitor, just getting over there being like, yeah, do that one. Uh-oh, screen three's in trouble. Run over to screen three. Oh, what about screen one? I'm sure there. that wasn't distracting in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> but if we do recreate the challenge, that's going to be my role. I'm just going to be behind them being like, oh, screen three. 
Even if screen three is fine, I'm just going to tell them it's knackered. It's a fun challenge. It's also a very, very sweaty challenge. They are both <laughs> very, very moist by the end and out of breath. Shall we get into our next challenge? This is your pick from Series 6. What are we playing, Games Master? Greetings, everybody, and welcome to my deep sea domain. My first challenge couldn't be on anything but Mario 64 on the Nintendo 64. Don't worry, it's not that I one. I prepared a particularly difficult task to get them through. First, my hapless contestant must negotiate the formidable platform perils of the final level in which nerves of steel are required if he's to avoid falling to his doom. Next, I'm assuming he's still alive, he must take on the awesome spectacle of Bowser, the game's final opponent, and a creature armed with an array of unpleasant weapons. I'll give my contestant three minutes to complete both parts of the challenge, a measly amount that leaves little room for error. I mean, I think I did consider for a while putting the Dave Perry incident in there, but really, I never want to talk about that fucking thing again. I'm done with it. I'm past it. If we'd have done this in, say, after like series three or series four, I, and we hadn't done series six yet, I probably would have put it down as like my challenge to pick for series six because it had been like, oh, that'd be a really interesting challenge to talk about. Now that we've done the episode on it, yeah, it's like, eh, I don't really want to talk about that channel. But that challenge is there for a setup. It's there for a screw job, if you will. This is genuinely great games playing of the hottest game in the world on the hottest system in the world at the time. That we don't have. <laughs> that we don't have. This is import only. It's that hot and that fresh. And this guy has imported one uh, with his, because he's a carpenter, isn't he? That's if I remember it, I correctly. So, yeah. Good money and He's incredibly trendy. I've written in my notes here. <laughs> he is easily the most fashionable person in Series 6. He is a carpenter as well. I've written here, he's a carpenter. Dom is surprised about this. <laughs> he thought he'd be a DJ or petty criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Series 6, Dominic Diamond. Hey, 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 you can be a carpenter and a petty criminal. <laughs> and a DJ. And a DJ. <laughs> Multitasking. But no, this is showing us the end of Mario 64, which most of us at that point wouldn't have gotten to see because we wouldn't have had the chance to play it. I certainly wasn't buying an import Nintendo 64 at that time. And I just absolutely love how good this game looks, how fun it looks. And also, it doesn't make it look easy, but he makes it look attainable. And I think that's always the nice thing. That's the thing when you get a challenge on Games Master where you do find yourself sat at home going, I could do that, that's fine. Why did they go that way when they could have gone that way? It's when the challenge looks attainable that it's the most appealing. Yeah, because like the, the Puzzle Bubble one doesn't. Like it almost, no. like, it almost like it's impossible to do because it's three minutes to do all of it. It's to do the level and the boss fight. It's, it, it is really tough. And what I said this when we did the, the series and stuff and did this episode in particular, the really fascinating thing for me about series six is so much of it is focused on the N64 and the N64 would not be available in the UK until after series six was finished. It's like, 20, it's like 48 hours after series six went off the air that the Nintendo 64 was actually released in the UK. So, so much of it is about like import culture. There's reviews of loads of 64 games. There's loads of challenges on 64 games. It's a series that really feels like you're just looking into the future. And it's a future that we thought would be there by December. And it's actually ended up being a future that ended up being there by the following March. But what a great, and this is the first challenge of series six. Gates Master said then, what better challenge? It could have only been on this. 
starting strong, definitely starting strong. And uh, yeah, he goes on to the final boss battle momentarily. I think that's the point where he goes on to the final boss battle. It is, it? yeah. It's like, yeah. And again, this is a, it's set across to uh, both of the, well, it's across the whole show. Yeah. Starts this, then they do the celebrity challenge, and then they come back to this in the final. And even though it's some seasons removed, Dominic does take this opportunity to get a joke in about Dexter Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> when the Japanese text appears from Bowser, he's like Bowser's saying, you know, whatever happened to that Dexter Fletcher bloke? Oh, it's a shame. But no, I think that is a very, very good... Also, I'm just going to note here, Kirk Ewing compares Mario to David Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> just in case anyone was wondering when this series was filmed. Uh, shall we go into our next challenge from Series 6? What are Let's we playing, Games it. Master? My first event is on a game that's attracted an unparalleled following amongst new and die-hard game fans... Street Fighter. Today, I've invited four players to discover who really is the master of this most demanding game. Each will play a round against the computer as Ken. The one who takes longest to dispense with the computer opponent will be eliminated. The remaining players will fight again until one player has proved they are the most devastating fighter. How are you, Ken? <laughs> Don't groan at that, that's a great gag! <laughs> Be fair, if you had Patrick Moore willing to read almost anything off an autocue, you'd get every single bad dad joke in there that you could. A few of those actually in this challenge as well, like even during the uh, Quest for Fame one, you just got him going, Yeah, rock on, dudes! <laughs> but it's not as good as your favourites, though, from Series 5 which is when they just got him to say, Ooh, ah, Cantona. It, was, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even him saying, Ooh, ah, Cantona. It was at the end credits, they put the outtakes of just Patrick Moore not understanding the cadence of Ooh, ah, Cantona. So you get him going, Ooh, ah, Cantona. <laughs> and the blues clue, what he's talking about, was like, I'll just read that off the auto cue. Ooh, ah, Cantona. <laughs> But yeah, no, I picked uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 because this, again, is one of those challenges that you know, Dominic has talked a lot about this when it is Series 5 onwards was about getting the best players on these games to play against each other to show who really is truly the best as opposed to... I mean, I say that. This series also had kids from uh, his mum's drama school and things like that. But these are four lads who are dead good at Street Fighter Alpha 2. And it's a really interesting wrinkle of a challenge. It's who can do it in the quickest time. So you start with four, they all face off against Sodom. The person who was the slowest gets eliminated. Then the three of them, I think three up against Rolento after that. And then the slowest there gets eliminated down to the final two. So it's a, this is not spread over the episode. This is just the first half of the episode. There's, I don't think there's news. We don't get reviews. It's literally just this challenge. It's awesome. I think we do get the news, but we don't get the reviews because it's just, mm. we go from this into the news for a brief period of time, 90 seconds, and then the entire first half is dedicated, the rest of the first half is dedicated to this challenge. But again, I love it. It's doing something different. We're not just getting, oh, a round robin of people facing each other. It's that whole idea. It's an elimination process. It's great stuff. It's, again, it's unique way of tackling something we've seen before because if you just say oh street fighters on games master it's like oh again because we saw a hell of a lot of street fighter 2 and super street fighter 2 and like all the different mortal combats but one this is the latest street fighter 0 2 uh, the street fighter alpha series is probably my favorite of the 2d street fighter games mm -hmm. and just finding a different way to present it 
And yeah. I, I know, I, I think this was a cracking choice. Well done. Thank you very much. I mean, I particularly love the fact that when we get to the final, it comes down to Ian versus Metro and, you know, how series... Bearing in mind the Series 6 is a, a lot of piss take going on. You know, Series 5 is the same way. There's so much piss taking. But when Dom finds a challenge, he gets really into. And he goes into like that serious focus Dominic Diamond. It's, I think it's some of his best work. And they talk about how, on average, Ian was four seconds quicker than Metro. They were going into like really like detailed analysis of who could be the best one. So surely he's the favourite going into the final. And he absolutely fucks it. <laughs> totally, totally fucks absolutely it. Absolutely biffs it. Derek Lynch is doing the, uh, the, post like the, the post-fight analysis. He's like, his timing and rhythm was all off. He made one slight slip up and the entire game plan went out the window. It's, it's kind of tragic to see, but again, it makes for great television. It makes for a great challenge. Also, really nice brace of competitors, even if I still don't believe that... Um, whose nickname was it? Ian. Ian. Ian goes, my nickname is Mr. Z. Oh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> No one calls you Mr. Z. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's nickname is Mr. Z. I've written in my notes here. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's like the Red Dwarf bit, isn't it? It's like, call me Ace. No one calls you ace. Maybe ace hole. <laughs> As well, because Dominic follows that up with maybe Mr. CNA. Oh. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> anyway, I, thought, I've, I also reckon they chose Sodom as the first fight because Dom thought that was funny. Shall we move into Series 7? Ash, we're looking into the future now. Challenges we have not yet seen. So we're not going to cover these in a lot of detail because we'll do that when we get to them in our timeline. Um, before we do, Ash, I just wanted to actually... Oh, a present for you. Because I didn't get to give you something at Christmas, so... Oh. There you go. Merry Christmas, buds. You can tell this is unscripted, because I'm looking at the clock going, shit, do I have time to open this? What if, what if, <laughs> what if I get a paper cut, Luke? Oh, one can only hope. Some real drama. Someone told me to break a leg on this show, and I'm like, that's a great idea. That'd get me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's making me a Dave Grohl thrown out of guitars or joysticks or something. Oh... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, <laughs> Secret of the Use. Now, obviously, I know it's a, it's a VHS you'd really want, because it's one you already own. That is already your copy. I accidentally nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the funny thing is? I was about to go into an anecdote about how I've got a bunch of VHS tapes over there backstage because we've got a VHS player down here for eventually retro video nights. And I was going to make a comment of, I used to have a copy and some bugger nicked it. <laughs> I got home after the last live show and I was unpacking my bag. That was a good shot. I was unpacking my bag and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> nicked Ash's copy of Turtles too. What doesn't get me isn't that you accidentally took it home. It's taken you a year. I haven't seen you in a year. Three times at least. I should lie, I have seen you. (laughs) But, great bit. Thank you. Anyway, let's move into Series 7. We're starting off with uh, my challenge as well. What are we playing, Games Master? Now, this next challenge on Parappa the Rapper on the PlayStation reminds me of my own days on the streets. And so I decided it was about time I tested the mettle of today's ambassadors of time. Their task is simple. Guide young Parappa to the first level of the game, taking care to rap with sufficient eloquence to finish with a good rating of the So my contestants will have to press those buttons at exactly the right moment to avoid being dissed by their high-kicking onion instructor. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. 
If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you. Oh, fuck, I got it wrong. <laughs> Nevertheless, I love this challenge. I adore Parappa the Rapper. I played this so much when it came out, but I got really, really into it when I was at university. I played the shit out of this game when we got into university. Trying to get the best scores, trying to find the best way to rap yourself so you can always get a cool, always get that little freestyle after a level. Some of the levels on this are nails to do, like, to absolutely, to do really well. But it's, I, I, I love it as a game. And one of the reasons why I picked this as my favorite challenge, I, I don't want to say now because I think the visual reveal of it is, is part of the brilliance of it. But I'm not alone in my love for this, Kirk Ewing, in this challenge calls it, and I'll give you a direct quote, the game of the decade. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII had just been released. <laughs> but mate, does Final Fantasy VII have a rapping onion <laughs> that also knows Kung Fu? No, no. it doesn't know. <laughs> Not even the remake. No, you did get to go to the Costa del Sol though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think this is a really, really fun challenge. It's a very fun game. Uh, they also, he name drops the Ambassadors of Funk there, featuring MC Mario. He did the Super Mario Brothers song. Um, these lads here are Khalif from Rochdale. And you'll never guess what Dom asked them about. It's only bloody trousers, isn't it? <laughs> Dominic Diamond, who in the Series 6 was being like, I'm not going to say pants anymore, because I think we've really outplayed pants. And here he is, in Series 7, still doing the same bloody gags. These uh, lads here uh, are actually playing Mortal Kombat 4. They are playing, I think, I believe they're all playing, playing Mortal Kombat 4, trying to find like who can get do the best. But look at that! They're playing it on a giant Nintendo, uh, giant PlayStation controller. One of them. <laughs> and then Kirk's got a massive Parappa head on. The funny gag there is that Dom tells him to take that stupid head off, so he does, and he goes, I told you to take that stupid head off! But yeah, one of the lads is using the D-pad, and the other one is pressing massive buttons to do the rap. It's brilliant! Look at it! Look at the size of it! It's awesome. That is basically the reason you chose this, isn't it? Well, that and it's Parappa the Rapper, yeah. That's My copy of Parappa the Rapper is right there. Love it. Uh, do you want to get into your challenge, Ash? Because your one's way longer than mine. Yeah, we, we are not going to run the length of this challenge, but no, just the concept, not. I think, is what makes it. What are we playing, Games Master? The winner will be decided in the league of six matches. Every challenger will play everybody else only once. Each match will take the form of the best of three downs, with all game options set to their factory defaults. I think my champions are ready, so <laughs> let's get going. <laughs> that was Patrick Moore after lunch. <laughs> so yeah, so Dominic Diamond cues this up, so you'll need to give us a little bit of background for this. And basically, this is a Tech Entry tournament, but it is a truly international event. We have challengers from across the world. From America, we've got Jeff. Uh, from Norway, we've got Oyston. Uh, from Japan, we've got Sho. And from England, we've got Ryan who is otherwise known as Ryan Hart, who went on for quite a prestigious uh, fighting game and esports tournament career, otherwise known as the Prodigal Son, uh, Sujin, Robotnik, the Terminator, and Niria Sensai. I think I pronounced that right. I probably haven't. Is there anyone in the audience to tell me I'm pronounced it wrong? Cool, we'll nope. keep going. But, but yeah, I loved this because previously we'd had Tetsujin, the Iron Man challenge, which was actually a 
competitor for me in an earlier series. The idea of one person defeating a hundred people in a row, which is very cool. Fly the lad over from Japan. It was a great gimmick, even if most of the kids were from the drama school and most of them fought him more than once. But this is international in that they've flown people over. It's country versus country. It's a World Cup, if you will, on Tech N3. And it is, I, spoilers, the episode we do on this episode will be a lengthy one because there is a lot to dive into on this challenge because also Tekken 3 for me is still the pinnacle of Tekken. The cut down of this challenge is 17 minutes. Basically, if you cut out the news and the, the celebrity challenge bit, it's 17 minutes long this. Because it, yeah, it's a, it's a World Cup. They get scores, they take into account how many rounds were won. This is probably the most competitive Games Master ever was. And they saved it all for the final episodes of the series. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long episode anyway, being the final episode. But this... So, so it, nine, because ten's the... Okay, the, the final, final actual episode, episode yeah, exactly. before it gets weirdly meta. But this is almost, as much as I hate to say it, a throwback to the team championships in that it's all about points and collecting points and, and uh, tallying. And yeah, I, I just absolutely love this. And as I've taken my first pass through Series 7 to starting to prepare notes, this is just the one where I'm just like, ooh... I'm going to immediately sit and watch that again because yeah. that is really, really good. And this is the sort of thing where, fingers crossed, we get more Games Master down the line. We know Channel 4 obviously still shopping it around with Future. And so I want more stuff like this if we get the chance to have more than three episodes. Get, get more stuff that's kind of straddling, I guess, the, the traditional Games Master challenge and more the world of esports. Yeah. Uh, because just personally, and this is something we'll cover when we get to Series 8 shortly, I don't think pure esports belongs in Games Master for the same reason I don't think pure Games Master belongs in esports. I think they are very different audiences. But something like this, where you've got country versus country and you're doing it in a very concentrated form, it's great. It's accessible. And Tekken 3, again, really hot game. Also, as a note, the title of this uh, challenge is called Oi Bloke from Another Country. <laughs> Are you starting? <laughs> it is a really, really good challenge. And as I said, like, as a way to end off the, the original run of Games Master, this show long, and these aren't just, you know, lads they've picked up from an arcade. As far as we can tell, like, you know, and as far as they presented, these are the best players from each of their countries. Like the lad from Norway owns an arcade. He has this arcade cabinet in his house and spends all of his time playing it. These are the best players from around the world and they flew them all in to have a scratch to find out who is the best player on Tekken 3 in the world. That, if the world was four countries. <laughs> that brings us to the end of Series 7 and we move very far into the future, but it is also our past into Series 8. Ash, your choice is up first. What are we playing, Games Master? Yes, it's FIFA 22, the biggest football franchise of all time. In this epic FIFA challenge, the challenger is a professional FIFA player. So I'll not be going easy on him. Playing as Manchester City against AC Milan, controlled by the hardest AI difficulty, they'll have to make an epic comeback as they'll be kicking off at halftime, 3-0 down and with one player having been sent off. No easy task. This is freaking nails. Now, this is one of the challenges we actually saw being filmed when we were down there. And when we saw FIFA coming up, I confess, we were a bit like, Ugh. And it's not because I hate FIFA. It's just because as we've been going through the classic series, we've seen a lot of football challenges 
we kind of get sick of football challenges. I mean, yeah, name me one great football challenge from Games Master. This one. A apart, apart from this one, I mean. Like, the, in, the, in the original run, what's a, a football challenge at the end of it, we were like, that was fucking brilliant. Um, Vinnie Jones. Anything with Vinnie Jones because of Vinnie Jones. Yeah, and that's it. Like, it was just... Because a lot of the FIFA games all looked the same. The Frank Skinner one's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. But there, are, there weren't, like, any classic ones. But I agree with what you're saying here. This, on the other hand, is a genuinely brilliant FIFA 22 challenge. A, a brilliant football challenge because... They have stacked the deck against a pro player. Hold on my hands. If it had just been, chap comes out, plays another chap, it's a standard match, three minute halves, whatever, I'd have been like, polite applause, make cheers because you're there for a TV show. But this challenge, three nil down, player off, last minute of extra time, I'm like, okay, I'm invested. We got so into this. I blew my voice out on this section of the show. I was just like, I, I, I was croaking for the rest of the shoot. You and I got told off in this challenge. Yes, we did. <laughs> because, because we were leaning around to watch the big monitor being like, oh, let's watch this one. And the guy was like, no, you need to watch this one up here. Oh no, it was, we were trying to watch that one up there because that was the big screen. Yeah, yeah. And it was the best view. Oh, that's it. We were turning around to watch it behind us. We were basically watching, we were turning our backs to the camera so we could watch the massive screen. And he was like, no, can you watch this screen over here? So we were like leaning around to catch this other, I just watched the screen. But we got so, so into this. It's almost though, too impossible. I think when we watch the challenge back, it's almost too impossible a challenge to actually win. It was definitely not a dead sir. I mean, I don't know, you know, how many tries he could have done. I don't know if he actually managed it in in practice or at home or something like that. Can I, we have, we have somebody in the audience who might know. Do you know if he ever actually managed it in practice? Shells. Um, the game had only been out for uh, a week. I did not know that. That makes actually, you know, what he did achieve in a very, very difficult challenge even more impressive. Also, round of applause for Frankie Ward, who's joining us tonight. <laughs> Watching Frankie stream on Twitch and like mentioning the live show and Frankie's like, you know, do you want me to pop down? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and inside my brain, shit. <laughs> Someone Someone's, knows what they're talking about. Yeah, someone that actually does this for a living is going to be here. Shit. Okay. It is an amazing challenge. It's easily one of my favourites. And again, if Games Master comes back for more, more like this, take things that we're used to seeing and put a spin on it. Because also, it's taking people that are esports players, um, plays for Man United. Man, Man City. Man City, sorry. Man, I'm, not, I'm not a footballist, Luke. We've established this. But... And I'm just going, you know, you put him against another player of that calibre, it would be close, I'm sure, there'd be some goals, it'd be fun. But yeah, stacking the deck, Make, making, really making a pro an underdog. Yeah. It's great storytelling, and Games Master, as I think we've established over all the seasons we've covered, it's at its best when there's a story. So let's get into our final challenge that we're going to be covering today, also from this series. This is my pick. What are we playing, Games Master? 
I've pitted these two challengers against each other in the fast-paced multiplayer racing game Speedrunners. Created by just five people, this side-scroller had small beginnings, but it has since become a huge party game and a fiercely competitive head-to-head. Playing as one of the game's hallmark quirky characters, like a man dressed as a pink unicorn, a gorilla dressed as a doctor, or even a man dressed as a burger, the aim is to outrun their opponent and leave them falling off the screen, all the while navigating the course's numerous obstacles and using their pickups wisely. The first to win three rounds will be victorious. Hurry up then, who's next? I don't play a lot of modern games. Because I'm an old fart. <laughs> and I, I find them a bit much. You're younger than me. No, I, well, I know. <laughs> so I, um, quite recently in the office, played Mario Kart 8 for the first time on the, uh, on the Switch. And when we finished, I just said, there's too much in this game. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you give, me Mar- you give me Mario Kart 64 and I'll do grand, but there's too much going on. I can't keep up. I'm well shite at it. But what a modern game that I do play a lot of is Speedrunners. And it was just funny to say, because I think even when this was out, it's been out for like five years at this point. But it is a brilliant, brilliant multiplayer game. It lends itself to a show like Games Master. It lends itself to live challenges because you, if you do it with two people, it's grand. If you do it with four people as well, you, the screen gets short, uh, smaller and things like that. And it just becomes a brilliant, brilliant time. I've had, I had so much fun playing this game. I've got so many like fond memories playing this game. It's more or less really why I picked this, because I was so thrilled to see speedrunners on the show. Because a lot of the games that I'd seen were games I wasn't really that familiar with. But this, I was like, oh, brilliant. I know exactly what this is. I know exactly how to play this game. I know exactly what you want to do here. And that's why I love this challenge. I don't think it's the best speedrunnings playing you'll ever see. But I do think it's a hell of a lot of fun. Whereas weirdly, because I do play more modern games than you, and yet we were watching this, and I was just like, what's speedrunning? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the rare occasions where a new game appeared, and you were the one schooling me, just yeah. going, no, silly monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here's where they went wrong here. They pressed this button, and they should have done this thing here. But yeah, I've played a hell of a lot of speedrunners, and I think I'd have won. So, oh, what I'm saying is, I think if I was there on the day, I would have won. You're just, you're just throwing it out I there. Just, I just think I would have won, Ash. If, you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying that if there was another series of Games Master and they did another speedrunners challenge, I think I'd win. You think you'd win? I think I'd win. I mean, you play it a lot at the office with your day job, yeah, don't I know, you? and I lose all the time. So yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really quite bad at it. So if you were doing another series of Games Master and you were doing this challenge, you'd probably win as long as you weren't playing against your co-workers. Yeah, if, oh yeah, if I wasn't playing against anyone that I knew or anyone I was working, like I worked with, if I was playing against three novices, I'd probably win. <laughs> <laughs> three people that have never picked up a joypad in their life. If I was playing three yous, I'd probably win, because you... Aww. You don't, you don't, I don't know what I mean by that. What, 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 no. <laughs> this is not a bloody panto. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> what I mean by that is you've not played the game. Yeah. So I would then win. But if I was playing against people who knew how to play the game, I probably I would do that. I would fall right down to the bottom, really smeg it up, and I would lose. Having said that, 
I think this is a great challenge. Also, I think the, the, the two players we have here are very charismatic. And that is one of the great strengths of Series 8, or the reboot, whatever you want to call it. Really good people on screen who know exactly how to hold a camera, how to hold an audience attention, and how to make, even though, like, you, I mean, you can watch them playing this game, you know that they don't know this game that well, because they keep scrappling at things they can't actually, like, that was, that's bad. But, <laughs> you wouldn't do that. I, would, I wouldn't do that. I'd probably beat these two. Um, <laughs> But even because they're so charismatic, you're like, ah, they're great. They're probably the best players that this game I've ever seen. So yeah, that's, that's why I picked this one. It's actually quite hard to pick from Series A because there's a lot of really, really good challenges. Yeah, I mean, the, the other, the close runner up for me for Series A uh, was Call of Duty yes. challenge. With the, really? That was tough. Yeah, that was tough. And again, it's taking something. It's just like, oh, if it had just been a Call of Duty challenge, fair dues, that would have been entertaining. But it's like the bots and putting them on like, you know, the God mode difficulty makes it interesting it really puts you know pro players through their paces and i love it but this was a fun challenge this really actually harkened back to me to classic games master yep. in the style and presentation and also trevor mcdonald was fabulous in new games master absolutely wonderful went at it with gusto but i cannot help but watch his intro for this challenge and go i really want to hear patrick moore say a man dressed as a burger <laughs> <laughs> a unicorn <laughs> Because he wouldn't have said unicorn. He would have pronounced it as two separate words. A unicorn. <laughs> Great choice. It, Thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed going back and watching Series 8 because I did rewatch it because, one, we needed to pick a challenge for this. And two, we are going to be taking a look at Series 8 again as part of our timeline in the kind of in our traditional style as opposed to we've got two days till it airs. We need to move, get a move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my pick. And I, that is uh, all of our challenges that we have picked. From the Games Master timeline, our favorite challenges thus far. In some cases, not like, at least for me, they weren't like the best all-time challenges, but certainly challenges I've had a lot of fun watching, a lot of fun talking about on the podcast. And in the case of Parappa the Rapper and, and this, one I really look forward to talking about again. For me, a lot of my choices weren't even necessarily the ones I thought the best to gameplay. It was like, okay, Series 1, what's the first one that comes to mind? Boom, Heimdall. Series 2, what's the first one that comes to mind? Bomberman, Dinoblast, or whatever you want to call it. It's the ones that just stick in my head for mostly positive reasons. If it had been for negative reasons, we'd have probably seen Neighbours. Yes. That will be the next live podcast show, which will be more like, it's, it'll be all right on the night. It'll be all the times Games Master just went really, really wrong. The live episode. The live episode. <laughs> not, that's basically what we talk about. Yeah, that would be it. Just half an hour of the live episode. But that wraps it up for this episode. It does indeed. So should we, just, should we just do our regular outro here? Let's just do our regular outro. Let's do it. Thank you all so much for listening. You all rule. If you want to catch us on social media, well, at underconsolepod on Twitter, at under.console on Instagram, and you can send us an email. Oh, Series 6 feedback. Everyone that's in this room... Get in your Series 6 feedback because we're going to be recording that very... By the time anyone hears this episode, that's way out of date, but... <laughs> I'm basically just asking you all here. Uh, get in your Series 6 feedback because we're recording it this week. And if you want to send an email, it's feedback at underconsultation.com. If you want to interact with us in real time, if you want to chat with us, chat with other fans of Games Master, of Under Consultation, of retro gaming, of pop culture in general, you can do so over on our Discord. But you won't do it right now because about two-thirds of the regulars <laughs> are in this room. <laughs> Details on that can be found in the show notes and on social media. 
And if you want to support this podcast monetarily, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash underconsolepod, where you'll get access to UCP Extra, which is this show format, but about other TV shows from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and our monthly community show, Under Console Nation. At the £10 level, you get a little bit extra. Ash, what do they get? At the £10 level, they get our golden joystick waggler mug, which I stuff full of sweeties, badges, stickers, <laughs> retro trading cards, and I take it and I put it in the DeLorean. <laughs> And we steal some plutonium. We don't have Mr. Fusion yet, so we go with the plutonium. And then when we get that shit to 88 miles an hour, oh, it all goes all over the place. But then, unfortunately, your, your mug ends up back in 1955. And, <laughs> and his mother tries to sleep with him, and he has to get his mother and his father back together. And then there's a clock tower, and there's lightning. Am I filling enough time at the moment? No, it's not cool, enough. Cool, Keep going. Going. <laughs> As, as and eventually, I, and eventually you end up back in the present day and you're about to be delivered to your door but then the guy who owns the time machine turns up and he goes, no, you can't be delivered to the Patreon backer yet. We've got to talk about your kids so you go to the future. And your kids, your kids are assholes. Your kids are real assholes. They're ruining their life. And so you have to impersonate one of them. All this being done by a golden mug full of stickers, sweeties, retro stickers, badges, trading cards, all that stuff. And you have to impersonate them. Then you go back to present day, but it's a different present day because an evil mug from the future travelled back <laughs> and now runs a casino and married your mother, who now has fake breasts. Really weird. <laughs> but eventually you go back to 1955. You said everything right. Everyone dances at the Enchanters Under the Sea dance. And eventually you're ready to go back to 1985. But Luke, guess what? What's that? The car gets struck by lightning, oh, and shit. the guy in charge of it gets stuck, sent back to... 1885. 1885, thank you. <laughs> so you go back to 1885, <laughs> when mugs aren't even made yet, so you look a bit weird, and basically it's a cowboy story, probably the best film, and eventually you end up back in present day, you don't play chicken with a car, you don't end up in a car accident, and your mug and Patreon pack gets delivered to your door. <laughs> You still don't have that fucking list up, do wait you? Wait for it. Wait, wait for it. I, wait for it. I've got to do it through the website. Don't, don't do that. I'll be here a while. Hold on. They've sent me a verification link. Right. Okay, re- re- refresh the emails. Hold on. But then, 20 years later, someone makes a video game where the mug is voiced. By a very, very convincing sound alike, and indeed the evil. Oh no, we there? Oh, no, no, keep going. <laughs> and the evil mug. Why is, is the why is this one different to the desktop version? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> right, let, let me take care of this. Why but can't I just? If care? you're a ten pound backer, let out a cheer. <laughs> you can be one of them. Done. <laughs> Yeah, shout out, shout out to those £10 Patreon backers. I am Cheadle's one of them, I know that. <laughs> Chrissy Two Sticks, he's another. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you in seven days' time. Take care, everyone. Good night. I forgot the music for the end. That's oh, okay. We'll put it in in post. We'll fix it in the edit. Right. Shall we, we just walk off stage to absolute silence?
Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.